It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Bobby Hill has just informed us before she ran off to the uh, the little girl's room that Obama will not be getting his puppy until he actually gets in the White House, which will be January, early January. That's a good idea. It's a technicality, time to, though. It, it is a technicality. But you know what? He needs to decide what kind of dog would be perfect for him. And I'm hoping he's going to go the adoption way. You know, there's so much controversy. And it's so hard to believe that it's making so much news. You know, <laughs> all the big mess he has to clean up that the dog is going to be. But you know what? First dogs go way back. And there's a brand new exhibit that's opening in Washington, D.C. It has a, a historical look at all the canine companions. And uh, Bobby Hill will be reporting about that uh, in just a few minutes. 18 shopping days, 15 large for me. Ouch. What? Is that too big? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Marley and Me, of course, is being released on uh, Christmas Day, and we'll have your passes for that. I believe we have Bob. Is it Bob on the phone? Fo- Hi, Bob. How are you doing? Hello there. How's it going? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, calling from Tennessee. Tennessee, and you're a driver, I take it? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. drive with your animal? No, she's, she's at home there. I, I was just wanting to ask question about some lumps that had come up on her. Go ahead. Hey, Dr. Debbie. Hi there. She's, uh, she's, uh, how you doing? I'm doing super today. How about yourself? That's great. That's great. I'm doing good. I, I just wanted to call about Angel. She's a little blue healer. Okay. And, and she's had some lumps come up on her about a year ago. And one of them is, is under in her right thigh there on the inside. You can kind of roll it around in the skin there. It's kind of like a marble. Okay, uh, but right how big under. is it then? Yeah, it's about the size of a uh, small marble. Okay. And, and uh, there's another one. It's not in the skin. It's actually growing from the meat part of her on her chest. Okay. And they both come up about a year ago, and I've been concerned about them there. I don't know if I need to try to have them took off. or They're not growing or anything right now. They've been about the same size for about a year. And, uh, of course, she's, she's about 10 years old. She's got, got arthritis in her hips, too, a little bit. Oh, golly. <laughs> Everything starts to fall apart when you get old, huh? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. And um, for lumps and bumps, you know, the, the hard thing is that sometimes by looking, we get a general idea which way this might go. From what you're describing, I, I'm, I'm a bit hopeful, and um, I'd be mostly suspicious. We could be dealing with something along the lines of a fatty tumor or what we call a lipoma. And they are very common in middle-aged to older dogs. And some of the characteristics that we can see with these types of lumps are that they are kind of what we call freely movable. So when you kind of put your fingers around it, you can kind of almost move it around like a joystick almost. And it kind of has a little bit of some movement there. And lipomas do tend to occur uh, most commonly on like the lower half of a dog's body. So if you kind of put an imaginary line across their torso and imagine everything below that, that's where we tend to see the fatty tumors, these lipomas appearing most commonly. So especially on the, the chest, if it's under her chest area when she's standing and it's facing the ground, that would be my first thought for an area like that. And, you know, there can be some cysts and other kind of tumors. So the best way to find out is to do what we call a needle biopsy. Um, or a fine needle aspirate. So I would see your veterinarian and have that test done because it may help reassure you that it's just a fatty tumor and not necessarily anything bad. Um, And if it isn't and it shows that there's something a little unusual about that, then that will give you that ammunition to to help you decide um, if it's something we need to take off and uh, get that biopsied. 
Right. Is there, uh, when they get that age, 10 years old, as far as putting them to sleep, is there any problem there? Or? For an anesthetic procedure? Right, for anesthetic. Uh, you know, it, for some pets, we might have a little higher uh, concern level, and older pets kind of fit in that category. But, you know, I put a lot of senior dogs under for anesthesia, and I'm very cautious about it. I don't do it cavalier and just jump into it. I do uh, want to check blood tests to make sure their kidneys and their liver are working good, and, you know, maybe even check that heart out make sure that ticker's working well. If everything else with her general health status is good and the decision is we need to get those tumors off, then then I'm all for it um, because that can really um, be a great benefit for her long-term health if, uh, you know, if those things might play some kind of risk for her. I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, my vet said just leave this lump alone, and I just don't fall into that category. Um, I'd like to get them off because there can be that potential that even a benign tumor, like a fat tumor, can make a transition into a dangerous or a cancerous one. So um, I'd get those checked out, and if you need to get them cut off, then let's do so. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at one 405 8405 It's Animal Radio. Everybody's in the studio ready to go. Well, except for Vlada, who's still in the green room. Uh, Bobby compiling her news. She has news, by the way, about the Obama dog, which apparently, I guess, won't happen until January when they hit the White House. That's right. Uh, Gas prices, well, they're starting to go down now. Yes, you're hearing about it all over the country. They're going down some places under $2. Now, I know we have a lot of trucker driver listeners. We'd love to hear from you at 1-866-405-8405. When prices go down like this, this means that it doesn't cost as much to get pet food to stores, and that means the prices go back to hopefully what they were uh, prior to the the amazing gas prices that we've gone through. What's it there at the corner station next to your office? Oh, gosh, I think we're down to 229 as of right now, so yeah. And that's that's a kind of a touristy area, so they're getting you there. Uh, what did you say it was a buck sixty five in Michigan? We found a dollar seventy five is the lowest that I've heard about so far. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? unbelievable. So it's good good news. Of course, a lot of us uh, out of work. If you've lost your job, you're looking for a new career. Maybe you like hanging out with animals. There's a lot of careers. One of them is pet sitting. And we're going to be talking to a, a guy who gave up day trading as a stockbroker. Day trading, which is you know. Now it probably doesn't make a lot of money, but but then it made a lot of money. Uh-huh. Now he makes six figures doing his uh, pet sitting business, and he gets Whoa. to be with animals all the time. Of course, Christmas just around the corner. Marley and Me is going to be released Woo-hoo. on Christmas. We're going to be talking to the director of Marley and Me uh, cool. and just uh, either at the end of the show today or the beginning of the show next week. That's all on the way. What do you got coming up in the news? Well, while the Internet has brought some wonderful progress, technologically speaking, it's also brought some bad things as far as anonymity to the black market wildlife trade. We'll take a look at what's being done to stop it. Coming up in the news. Right now, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard at one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? It's Jan. Hi, Jan. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Where are you calling from today? Well, I live in Tennessee, but I'm calling you from Nevada. Well, I'm going to turn you over to the the hands of Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He will help you with any dog behavior problem. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hale, for this nice introduction. He always intro- introduced me right. If I, if, I was, if I wasn't be famous, I would not be sitting here in the studio. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Jen. Yes. I've got two dogs, Vlade, and 
one of them, one's an older dog that just likes to eat and sleep, and the other one's a smaller dog that still likes to play with toys and jump around. And they've been getting in dog fights lately quite a bit, you know, with whoever gets to sit beside me. But I've also noticed that the larger dog is doing things to get the little dog in trouble. So, Jen, what is your question would be? Well, for one thing, how can I get these dogs to um, stop biting? I mean, you know, I mean, when I sit down, you know, they both want to sit beside me, you know, and, and so, you know, it's ended up in dog bites, and I got bit. Wow. You know, trying to separate them, you know, trying to pull them apart. Okay. Okay, let me take a charge, and let's question answers, baby. First of all, what the, what is the breeds? One's a pug, and one of them is a um, Yorkie. Okay. Both female. Yorkie. Both females and both great, uh, great breeds. Okay. And uh, uh, over what subject are they are fighting? Over you? Over me, over toys. And I've noticed that the pug, who is a much larger dog than the Yorkie, um, has been doing things lately to get the little dog in trouble. Okay. So let me tell you. The dogs fight over three things normally. Human attention, over toy, and... Um, over privileges, which they might get from you or not, which is basically also related to your attention. So, uh, first of all, you need to understand uh, it's not about the dogs fighting. It's about your relationship uh, toward the dogs. If the dog is consider you as a leader or alpha female in that household, you will not have a bitches fights in, in your household. So, in other words, you got to be alpha female and they will relax. Watch them. If some of them start to fight, React. Uh, use the pop can. Uh, use maybe uh, clap your hands. Start them. Stop them from fighting. If they don't fight, praise them. I would do. I would put one dog in the crate. I would work with another dog and do vice versa. What I'm going to work on? I'm going to work on obedience training. Let's go sit, stay, calm down. So I'm going to establish myself as the leader with one dog at a time. And after that, I will become the leader for both of them. You think they are fighting because some of them think you are, uh, they are protecting you. But I'm going to tell you, some of them thinking you are in their possession. By the way, can you ask me, Jen, uh, where your pet sleeps? Sleep, okay. The, the, they both sleep in their own bed. Um, but I've noticed when you're talking about the crate, the larger dog, I think she's caught on. Because when the little dog starts her barking and yapping, and at the big dog, I'll put the little Yorkie in a crate. And I've noticed here just recently that um, I had put her in the crate a couple of times in one day, and she would stand just in front of the big dog who was laying on her bed content to be sleeping and just stand there and bark at her. Okay, and my question, come... Jenna, my question would be what happened with her after she barked? And my, if the answer is nothing happened, she will continue to bark. So if she barks, you need to correct her. Like I said, get the pop can with the pennies, and if she barks, just toss next to her as you make the sound. Ah! Just like that. Stop it. And once she stops barking, tell her, good girl. And have some type of attitude. Make my day. Go bark again. Right. What I was getting, getting at is, is that the little dog was barking at the big dog. And I put the, I went in to, I had put her in her crate twice for doing so. But the third time, I just kind of looked through the door. And I noticed what was going on. And this is what got me concerned. The big dog was sitting there. And when the little dog would bark at her, the little, the big dog would reach underneath her bed, underneath her body, and pull out a toy and dangle it at the little dog and give it a little pitch. And then when the little dog would start to hit it, the big dog would scrape it back up under her real quick. And then that was the times that I was coming in and correcting the little dog and putting her in the crate. 
at this point, I, I looked underneath the big dog, and she had all the little dog's toys underneath her and was Jen, using Jen, them as a teaser to make the little one in trouble. Jen, you are complicated than things more than what it is. You need to bra- break that pack. You need to establish yourself as the leader. You need to give your pets some work to do. They are bored. They are unexercised. They are looking for trouble. Don't put the pet in the crate when they are misbehaving. That's not what I'm suggesting you. I'm suggesting you to put them in the crates before the, just, just before the training. Just do the training as the part of meeting, her, meeting their major needs. Put both pets in the crates just because you want to. If one of them is barking in the crate, snap with your hand, reach your hand, and snap one of the crate as you make the noise. Up! Startle it. They will stop. Tell them, okay. girls, after that, get one dog at the time out of the crate and work on obedience training, especially focusing on sit-stay. If one of the dog is barking, let's say in the crate the dog is barking, momentarily snap the crate or put the pop can with the penis in the crate with the rope attached to the pop can. Every time when the dog barks in the crate, pull the rope, that pop can going to smack for the crate and make the noise to startle the barking dog. Whatever you do, but make sure you would give motivational correction for barking. And after continue work with, with one pet at a time, you finish it, put the dog which you was working in the crate and get another dog and work in the same way. Tired dog is the good dog. So as you work with them, they will... See, you cannot do two things at once. You cannot bark and be, pay attention to you. So that's what my suggestion is. You have to make sure work with your pets before the problem occur. And when the problem occur... Uh, by working with the dog on obedience, you will be automatically accepted by the pets as the leader. So when the problem occurs, you will startle, your word will have a meaning. Uh, you have a very simple problem, Jen. Just just start to do what I ask you to do. You will love the result, I guarantee you. Thank you. one 405 It's Animal Radio, you lucky devil. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. Are you wondering what to give the pet owner on your list? Looking for that perfect holiday gift? Give them FlexPet for their dog or cat. FlexPet works to help pets keep that spring in their step. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. It's the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee with no time limit to return the unused portion. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Just ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You won't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. 
The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexen. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We'll have your Marley and Me passes coming up today. We'll also check and find out where Marley is and his trainer. Of course, you know, I have a hard time saying that because Marley, the original Marley, of course, is no longer with us. Right. But from the movie with Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. Uh-huh. Marley is traveling the country from one adoption agency to another adoption agency, promoting the movie, which, of course, opens Christmas Day. Do you know he started the tour off at the White House? Who, Owen Wilson or Jennifer Aniston? Marley. Oh, Marley. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, because of Obama picking a dog. You know what? I, really? Yes. Oh, that's very, very cool. Okay. I want. Do we have photos of that? Is that when is I'll that want, happening? I'll, no, that started the tour. That's happened already. Okay, I want to see that. I haven't heard about that. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's go to the phones. We have Michelle Zahn on. She is uh, works for a company called La Paz in Los Angeles, which is you know a lot of there. There's a lot of agencies, animal agencies that say right. they they'll train your dog for TV or pictures, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, movies, a movie star dog. But there's few that actually do that. This is one of those agencies that's uh, hooked up with the Union 399, the big union there. Hi, Michelle, are you there? Hey, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I wanted to mention, of course, Off the Leash, which is, uh, that airs, is that on TLC? It used to be on Lifetime. Okay. We got a season out of it, and it was it was great, and then they uh, went overseas with it. But we actually decided not to go on with the second season. Oh. <laughs> Having the reality cameras in there every day can get a little stressful. <laughs> I can understand that. Now, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. You got we, it. we always have people that call us up, and they say, uh, my animal is very talented. And I'm sure you get these calls day in and day out. Uh, like 50 a day, and, and like that's a legitimate number. We get so many calls per day. How do you go through those calls and decide what you want to see and, and what happens from there. And we, we have a pretty strict submission um, policy. We don't ever take anybody's you know call and just bring them in for an evaluation. We have to have everybody send in a picture and a brief little bio about what why the dog is so special, what the dog can do, and then of course we need to see a photo. Um, you know the good news is I'd say probably sixty to seventy percent of our dogs are rescues. Mm. I think a lot of people have a misconception that you know your dog has to be this amazing purebred to get into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really looking for dogs that enjoy doing it. You know, we'll get their pictures, we'll get their bio, and they might be the cutest dog in the world. But when they come here and meet with one of our studio trainers, if they're not food motivated, mm. if they don't look like they're like their little tails wagging and they're not getting all excited when the trainer praises them and if they don't learn, you know, pretty quickly, mm-hmm. this is not the kind of dog, you know, we want on set. It's a pet and that's wonderful, you know. Um, your dog should be a pet, but a lot of the dogs like the stimulation. They like the praise. They like the attention. They like the work. And those are the dogs that we want to work with. Okay, so 50 calls coming in a day. How many 
do you actually see in your office before you really thin the herd there? We'll do in a week, like on a Wednesday, we'll maybe see anywhere from like five to ten dogs. Out of that number, how many will really push on with it? Maybe maybe one or two. Um, and Saturdays, we'll generally see a little bit more. Obviously, it's better, you know, to get people in on Saturdays. And we'll usually see about 20. Um, you know, and I'd say maybe like three or four of those dogs might be really ready to go on. Now, we do have dogs that are straight to agency, meaning like these dogs, these owners did something right. They mm-hmm. worked with their dogs so well. They come in, they don't need studio training. These dogs are ready, ready, ready to go. And of those dogs... Honestly, maybe one every two or three months. They're, they're very rare and they're very hard to find. And the real bottom line is, how much are they paid? <laughs> well, um, you know, if we when we when we try to get that Marley and Me contract, let me tell you, <laughs> we uh, wanted that one. If you can get a film contract and you have a dog that's a, a series regular, you know, that's when you're talking about the thousands. But average day rate for a dog really is only anywhere from three fifty to five hundred dollars. So, you know. Is this a great side activity for your dog? Absolutely. Is it fun? My owners, you know, will send me letters after they book something like, I can't believe my dog was a rescue and my dog was on set, and they're so emotional. None of my clients do it for the money. They do it because, I mean, oh, my gosh, you have a National Blackberry commercial running, and that's your dog catching the Frisbee and and landing it. That's reward for them enough. Can you mention some of the commercials that you've worked with, some of the TV shows that you've... Absolutely. Right now we have three secret projects. Literally. So that's exciting. <laughs> but So three secret. Uh, we do have a national uh, chloroseptic commercial running right now, mm-hmm. Blackberry commercial. Um, we just did uh, Groomer Has It. We were just on that, and we had several dogs on that show. We uh, did a Hellsberg Diamond commercial. The Good Life campaigns that you're seeing right now, a good percentage of those dogs are ours, So and so on and so on. Okay, the Union, the 399. Yes. What's that about? Basically, um, the Union 399, you know, you can't just say you're a studio trainer. Uh-huh. And we don't want to work with people that aren't studio trainers because it's just definitely a safety measure. So Union 399 is um, it's a transportation union and it's a studio trainers union as well. And our trainers and the only trainers that we work with are part of this union. It's been around forever. You know, it's been... My my assessment of it is that it used to be the transportation union back in the day, and a lot of the transportation people were actually taking the dogs to set or taking the animals to set, you know, the horses, the birds, whatever it may be. So I believe that is how the affiliation mm. started, which if, I actually find fascinating. It is. If you don't have a straight-to-agent dog, mm-hmm. what kind of training would they go through? It's, and I, I'm bringing this up because, of course, Ladybug, <laughs> the studio chihuahua, a very talented animal. Yes, Judy. I think she's ready. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of course would she be up for? It's it's really about distance. You know, you you've got to like we get so many people like my dog would be perfect for print. My dog would be perfect for print. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, your dog can sit on a mark for five seconds, and then when you run behind the camera, the dog comes and chases you. Like the uh-uh. photographer is going to flip his lid if that happens. You know, um, we have to really work distance with our dogs. If your dog can't do. Um, a basic sit-stay while you're behind the camera or the trainer's behind the camera, that's not something that we're really able to work with. Mm. I don't need to see a dog climb up a ladder and, you know, do all these fancy schmancy things. I need the basics, but I need them from Uh far away. That's really, you know, um, a speak, the barks. Um, Oh, my gosh, if I can get a dog that can scratch on command, that's a great (laughs) one. 
So, you know, the sleep, the cover your, cover your face, you know, pause over the eyes. These things are, are simple tricks, but again, if I'm seeing your hand in the shot, that doesn't do anything for me. Okay, so me, me and Ladybug have a little bit more work to do. Well, she's young yet. Can you teach an old dog new tricks? Teach an old dog several tricks. Some of our best dogs, my, my Blackberry dog, 10-year-old, uh, 10-year-old. Wow. Yep. Wow. Absolutely huge misconception. If they, if, listen, if they want to treat, they're going to do it, okay? <laughs> no matter how old they are, they're going to do it. What's the website? It is lapawsagency.com, L-E-P-A-W-S agency.com. And, of course, we'll link to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Michelle Zahn, the top dog in La Paz, joining us. Thanks so much. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405. I want to welcome on board Pet Food Direct, brand new sponsor. And I actually just heard their commercial. Uh-huh. I'm going to order from them. Apparently, I went, I went to their website and the food that I usually get at another store uh, that I won't mention the name, but rhymes with Remco. <laughs> it actually costs $10 more at that other store uh-huh. than if I order it online and it gets delivered right to my door. And I save $10 doing that. And right now, you know wow. what? They're having a special 20% off if you put in the word dog is that true? as the coupon code when you check out. Now, this sounds like a commercial. But this is, <laughs> this is really, we're just welcoming them on board. And I'll try it out. I'll let you know how it goes. I see. How are things going, by the way, with your dog? Everything's going good, except for everything goes in her mouth right now, and especially my fingers. I'm trying to get my fingers out of her mouth. <laughs> Any tips, word of advice there, Doc? Oh, just imagine her like a little crawling toddler right now. Yes. And, uh, Anything in her path is going to end up in her mouth. It's just how the dogs yeah, kind of take in the world. It really is. Everything is to their taking. <laughs> will, she, will she grow out of that? Generally. And, you know, my tips are basically if you see her start to pick up something, don't try to yank it out of her mouth. I actually try to distract Distract with something else and run the other way. <laughs> it's much better. Well, give them give another toy. Because if you're trying to take it from their mouth, doesn't she play a game? I noticed that. Yes. She, she actually thinks it's a game with you. Right, but if it's your fingers. The jaw lock. Yeah, but if it's your mm-hmm. fingers, it's kind of hard to run away. one 405 Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Now, I noticed I, I'm hearing a lot of dogs through your microphone today. What's what's up with that? Sounds like yeah, you're at a shelter. Have- it's a noisy crew, and I'm going to blame the Labrador in the group. It's Jenny. She started it all. <laughs> but just a very vocal group of uh, happy dogs, and they've got a lot to say from the dachshunds to the chihuahuas. They've all got a lot going on. We've got great gigs, don't we? You know, I, every day I go home, and I, I think I love what I do, and I'm just so fortunate to to be able to be in that position where I have a job that I love what I do every day. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Do your research when it comes to online pet meds. Some experts say the sites are good and others are not. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys. You may always be looking for a good deal on pet medications, but you may be wary of ordering your pet meds online. Internet pet medication sites are growing, and some are perfectly legitimate but others are not. There are some great consumer buys online, but you need to be careful where you buy from because it may not be the right medication for your pet. Making sure the site is a certified pharmacy is very important. Check what form your medication will come in. For instance, chewable tablets versus pills. 
In addition, your pet may not be able to wait for the medication to arrive. And remember, no one online knows your pet. One of the disadvantages of an online pharmacy is that you're talking to a computer. There's no personal contact. Another hitch could be that not all vets want to fax in prescriptions for online pharmacies. Those who do say it works best for routine care. Dr. Arthur Friedman of the Hawthorne Animal Hospital said the small markup he and most other veterinarians charge for filling prescriptions in their office pharmacies help keep the cost of regular appointments lower. Finally, experts said not to forget to add the cost of shipping when you do this comparison shopping for pet medications online. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. We join Animal Radio already in progress. Um, oh, thank you. And are we are we drilling for teeth in the background? What the hell is that? Huh? It's my... Uh, <laughs> does that all day long. I wonder. Is that a toy? It's my pencil sharpener. Because I'm too stupid uh, to use a manual one. I have to push Judy, it. And of course, it doesn't do you, anything. Judy, are you close enough to just smack him in the back of the head for me? <laughs> there. Thank you. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The anonymity of the Internet has contributed to the rapid growth of the black market wildlife trade. A report by the International Fund for Animal Welfare tracked over 7,000 wildlife products listed on 183 websites in 11 countries that offered everything from elephant ivory to exotic animals as pets. This type of trade is having a devastating effect on ecosystems and endangered species. Last month, China's largest Internet auction site joined IFAW to begin a month-long awareness campaign to cut down on the activities of illegal wildlife trade on the Internet. Schools around the country are feeling the crunch of the financial crisis and have come up with some creative ways to raise money. But they better not count on donkey basketball games to do it, not if PETA has their way. The animal rights organization has successfully stopped donkey sporting events in New Jersey, Illinois, and are threatening to do the same to a Tacoma, Washington school. Organizers for the Bethel School District's fundraiser say they've been supplying donkeys for basketball games for 28 years without any injury to the animals. However, a spokeshuman for PETA said, quote, donkeys can only carry about 100 pounds and are forced to perform confusing and painful acts for the amusement of humans, end quote. By the way, the Humane Society of Tacoma and Pierce County isn't taking a stand saying they haven't researched anything in this area. Back in 1969, B. Humphreys rescued and cared for animals in her Florida home. She founded the Wildlife Care Center that eventually moved to a four-acre site in Fort Lauderdale the following year. Well, this January, that center will merge with the Humane Society of the United States. The center, which cares for an estimated 14,000 injured, abused, or abandoned animals annually, 
has 55 employees, 600 volunteers who care for 400 to 900 animals at any one time. Wayne Passell, president of the and CEO of the HSUS, said, quote, the SPCA Wildlife Care Center has a remarkable team of wildlife experts. The center is the last hope for so many animals in distress and serves a critical function in southeast Florida, end quote. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Guess what, Bobby? We're giving away one of these puppy pens. One of these... Uh, and this is what Judy... Yeah, sorry, you can't win on this. Judy's actually training her dog how to go to the bathroom. Uh, in it. Well, she actually trained herself with this thing. It was amazing. It's uh, It's like a kennel that's it's like a, a kennel. toilet? Yeah, but it's large. You can put the bed on one end, and then it's got a grass area with the drainage underneath. And I've actually added on to it to make it larger, and she just goes in there and goes to the bathroom all by herself. I'm not one of those ones, so I'm not going to take her out you know, all day long because she's just a little chihuahua, so I've trained her to go on this. Just a little. Chihuahua. She's in this on this pee pad, and it's it's great. It's worked wonders. For now me. these things uh, retail at about six hundred dollars. Yes, they do. So we're gonna have one to give away today in the show, the big show today, and of course this helps at a time where the economic crisis is all driving us crazy. Gas is the only thing we can talk about now. <laughs> what do you? No you, kidding, it's finally going down. What do you have down there? Dollar sixty five. Did you say? It's it's below one ninety five, and I haven't seen that. You know, I'm old, so I remember the seventies gas crisis. Yeah, I do too. We haven't seen gas prices below two dollars in the wonderful state of California. I think in five years. Mm, Lower gas prices mean that the pet food prices hopefully will come back down. It'll all be good for us. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We have Angie on the phone. Hi, Angie. How are you doing? Uh, Hi, I'm great. Where are you calling from? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Beautiful, cheesy Wisconsin. What's on your mind today? Um, I have two two of my kids are, are having a little issue. Um, my my girl Jezebel, who's three years old, dog, um, and my, my girl Hannah, who's six years old, dog, um, when when they go outside together, if Jezebel sees a squirrel or a neighbor or something, she turns around and she takes right after Hannah and um, has drawn blood on occasion, and it's, I'm really worried about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have now started to crate Hannah so that um, when I'm not there that, that Jesse doesn't get a hold of her. Um but I'm just wondering, is there some way that I can break Jezebel of this habit of going after Hannah? Yeah. So, and you mentioned that it happens on the occasions with, like, squirrels and things like that. Is there anything else that you notice that kind of triggers this behavior? Is it just other, like, little varmints or other animals running around? It it can be, if she sees, like, somebody walking past the house, um, you know, it's people or, or it's, seems like it's anything that that she wants to run to the run to the gate and and bark at 
Okay. So she runs, she runs to the fence, looks at it, and then immediately turns around and takes after Hannah. And Hannah just tucks tail, you know, head down and heads for the house. So yeah. I'm just wondering, what can I do? Because otherwise, they're great friends. They wrestle on the floor and they sleep right next to each other. They don't fight over toys. They don't fight over food. Good, it it good. just seems to be this outside stuff. Okay. And that inherently is the biggest challenge that you have with this situation is because it is outside and there's a lot of variables. You don't always know when another dog might be walking by or a rabbit's in the yard um, or someone's you know walking by the fence line. That's really right. hard to predict. And in order to train against this behavior, it's basically a redirected aggression problem um, is kind of the definition of what you're having. She gets anxiety, she gets kind of worked up, and she looks around, and, and the object she's actually interested in is unattainable. She can't get there. So she looks, and Hannah is the closest object, so she's actually being the brunt of, um, receiving the brunt of all of that. So the okay. hard thing is, as long as those two dogs are in that same environment and we don't do anything to change that, you're going to have that same pattern. Um, okay. now keeping, keeping Hannah locked up or, um, you know, away, yeah, that, that's one way to keep the event from happening, but it, it's not going to really address, um, the issue for, for Jezebel. And that is that when those situations are going on, there's a lot of anxiety that she's feeling. And, um, to try to work with that, um, we really need to actually kind of limit the access and be able to control and direct her behavior during those, um, episodes. So that makes it tough. So if you're not around and you can't directly supervise those interactions outside, who, you know, I'm going to tell you, you're probably going to have to keep her inside to where you can supervise her and then spend some time outside with uh, maybe a halter leash, a gentle lead type halter on her uh-huh. on her snout where you can uh-huh. maintain control of her and almost kind of sit there and wait for something to happen. And we don't want you to get in the middle of it, but we do want right. to be able to direct um, with good behavior, practice obedience um, to try to give her something to focus on rather than, you know, someone near the fence line or an animal. And, you know, this is something you can work on and practice um, in the in the yard and not wait for someone to come walking by the gate or something. Um, but uh, as long as we're not taking control of that situation, I, I think you're going to really have a hard time with us. Um, okay. And it's, it's so funny to me because Jezebel's been through the, the AKC uh, Good Citizen, you know, program. She passed with Aww. flying colors, you know, so I'm, I don't know what you know, why all of a sudden we had a really bad incident. They were kenneled um, over Memorial Day weekend, and the the kennel put them both in the same kennel, mm-hmm. and there were lots of other dogs there, and she uh-huh. really, Jesse really got a hold of Hannah. So I don't know yeah. if that was the start of it. You know, that sounds pretty suspicious, and and that's not all that unusual. And um, I do see that with some pets that even are kenneled in my office here. They may get along great at home, but with kind of the higher anxiety, the barking, seeing other animals walk by their enclosures, um, it can be upsetting. And sometimes that's what kind of starts that direction to say, I'm going to bite this dog with me in my kennel versus that dog that I want to kind of look at and investigate out there. So, you know, you, you may have kind of hit the core there. That might be at 
at least part of maybe where some of this, uh, you know, kind of gets the explanation of where it occurred. Um, there are some, you know, situations where I will use some behavior medicines to help work with that anxiety. Um, so I would get yourself in touch with your local veterinarian or a good lo- um, dog trainer um, because this would be something that um, I think you're going to probably need to have some practice sessions with and okay. kind of practice some of the ways of dealing with this, um, you know, practicing the basic obedience um, and just making sure that we're taking control of, of her behavior at those opportunities. And, okay. uh, you know, I, I, you can get through this, but uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like the uh, yeah. little sibling syndrome. Because <laughs> they're, I mean, they are, oh my gosh, they are my everything. And I don't want anything bad to happen to either one. I don't want to have to get rid of anybody. So there's got to be a solution. Absolutely. And, and you can work through this. It's just the biggest part with with some of these behavior problems, it takes a lot of effort on the training end. So, um, you know, there's never an easy solution, but there is a solution um, with, um, you know, practice, um, a lot of training, and then, you know, maybe seeing about, uh, you know, some of the things like the pheromones um, that we use in dog collars um, that can help to kind of decrease her anxiety and okay. uh, maybe use that in conjunction with an anxiety medicine to kind of help her through this training. Great. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. My pleasure. Thanks for the call. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Dawn. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, it's me, Brinkley, the Bernese Mountain Dog and CEO and founder of Brinkley Books Incorporated. Why don't you come visit my website, www.brinkleybooks.com. Be my friends and spend a day in the life of Brinkley. Order a copy of my first book, The Tales of Brinkley, The Burner, the beginning of which I will personally potograph. More tales are coming this year. Give it of the heart. And remember, think Brink. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. 
celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Ladybug the Chihuahua is in my sling, right? Uh, your sling, I'm sorry. Your <laughs> sling. I've actually adopted your dog. I, I've noticed that. Uh, she spends more time with you in the studio, I think, than with me. Well, I'm like a grandma. I have the dog when... Oh, when, when she's good. Yeah. Yeah, when she's already eight and already... Yeah, I get it. But you deal with all the feeding and the... Uh, Potty training. Potty yes. training, yes. How did that go? That went pretty well for you, didn't you? You know, I've never seen you take her outside. To, I mean, she can go outside, but I've never seen you take her outside. What, what's going on with yeah, that? Yeah, she'll go outside if I'm out playing with her. Well, I, you know, got a small dog, and I don't want to do the 2 o'clock in the morning going out in the pee and all that and taking her out in the rain during the day. So I was looking for an alternative to the usual potty training and getting them trained outside. I found a product called the Puppy Pens. And that's, that's spelled kind of weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's uh, puppy, and then pens is spelled with a Z on the end. And mm. it's like a big crate. There's room for her to put a bed. And then at the other end, there's like artificial grass for her to go to the bathroom. And she actually trained herself. She went into this puppy pens, used the bathroom, and came back out all on her own. I didn't really have to do anything. And she would eat in there and lay in there, too. Is that correct? Yeah. The one end, I put her bed. She would lay there. And, I mean, it was like, come on. <laughs> you decided to get the uh, the founder, or actually the VP of Sales and Marketing from the company that makes this. Uh, Greg Mosier on the phone. Hi, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Hal. How are you, buddy? Very co- good. How's this uh, product selling? It's kind of new, isn't it? It is. Um, we've, we've introduced it a couple months ago. It's uh, We're doing extremely well with it. Uh, it's being well-received throughout the country. Explain it for the listener as colorful as you can. Okay, what we've done is we've really connected the dots and we've created the perfect living environment for your dog while you're gone. Um, what what we've done is is create a like a restroom combined with a den in the kennel and uh, works every time. Half of it is like an astroturf that, that right. Can we put- use. Uh, we use uh, we use the best turf available. It's very porous. It drains extremely well. Easy to clean. When you say drain, what do you mean by that? It drains uh, through the grass down into uh, like a, like a container, a holding tank. Yeah, like a container. I, I just I was at a loss for words there. Into a container, and you just pull the container out, and it's, you just drain it right in the toilet. Very easy to use. Now, where can we get it? Um, you can you can order it on uh, at puppypens.com. That's puppypens p e n z dot com, or you can call nine one three seven one zero two one seven two and order the product. If if you have any questions on it, uh, feel free to uh, send us an email at info at puppypens dot com as well. Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and give one away. If you're training, if you have a brand new puppy and you want to train. Uh, your puppy to go to the bathroom as easily as Judy has. Yeah, you inside. Know, inside, it's great if you're in a high-rise apartment or if you're elderly and you can't really get out to take your dog, or if you live in really bad weather, it's just great. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Right now, if you don't get through or your puppy is not in the near future, head on over to www.puppypens. Let me spell that for you. It's p u p p y, just like puppy, and then p e n z, all one word. dot com. Now we have an offer for Animal Radio listeners. It's a great holiday gift. We're offering $100 off and the shipping today uh, for Animal Radio listeners that order the product. Very good. We appreciate your time. Have a wonderful holiday season. Puppypens.com. A links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com.
my toys. <laughs> hey, quit taking Ladybug's toys. Oh, I have so much fun with her. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 We're so lucky we get to bring our animals to work with us. Not a lot of people I get to do that. Of course, Dr. Debbie, you have animals around you all day long. I do, but I bring my babies to work quite a bit. Do you? Do you really? I do. Well, yeah, fun. they tremble when they walk by the surgery treatment area, but uh, <laughs> they love being here. Do they give the uh, other animals, like, moral support? I think so. They, they're a calming influence of, you know, it's old hat. I've been here, done that, and, you know, they're very calm about that part. Well, they must uh, love going to work with Mommy. Of course, spending time with your animals is the best gift you can give them for the holidays. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. And you? Very good. Where are you? I'm in Wyoming at the moment. What, are you a truck driver? Yes, I am. Okay. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi, Kathy. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine for being at work. <laughs> <laughs> Weather's sunshiny and it's not snowing over here, so it's great. Hey, you can't ask for more than that, right? <laughs> I'm telling you. Absolutely. I've got, a little, I've got a little Jack Russell Terrier. She's mixed with Shih Tzu, and she's about a year and a half. And she's got an extremely bad shedding problem. I was wondering, what could I do to take and try to correct this or help her out where she's not losing so much hair? All right. Well, that's an interesting mix. I'm trying to imagine what she looks like. Well, she she looks like a Jack Russell. No, she looks like a Jack Russell, but she's got longer hair around her because Shih Tzus typically don't shed, so we, she must have inherited more of the hair characteristics for the uh, the Jack Russell then. Yeah, because she looks more like the Jack Russell. Does she have the Jack Russell personality? Yes, <laughs> she definitely. She's, she's on the go then. <laughs> With the shedding problems, are you? is it a matter of the volume? You're just getting a lot of hair, or is she losing hair in unusual patterns or in excessive areas? No, it's all over. Like, you can hold her, and you'll have a lap full of hair. <laughs> just shedding it from all over. <laughs> no, is she bothered? Is she scratching or itching or Not that doing much. anything? Not that okay. much. No. Well, I don't think the hair is bothering her. I think it's probably bothering you more than that. The awful truth is that there really is no cure for the shedding. And with certain breeds, especially the short breeds, you're going to see that constant loss of hair, and it's going to be constantly replaced by new hair. That cycle is always going on. And as long as we're not seeing hair patches, uh, bald spots, rashes, things like that, then what you're describing is actually very normal. What's a little harder is if you've got you know, shorter hair, sometimes it's a little harder to really get on a more regimented um, grooming program because you don't, you know, see the mats. Um, If you've got a little bit more length to the hair, then you can use some of the different grooming tools to try to um, get some of that hair out. And there's a lot of different types that that might be appropriate for her hair coat. There's the types of, like, the shedding blades. Um, I'm a firm believer in the Firminator in getting um, the undercoat out. Now, they advertise it. They advertise that DinoVite all the time. Do you know anything about it? Is that good for them as far as for shedding? You know, there are so many different products out there that kind of overall are contesting that they're going to improve the hair coat, the immune system, the overall health of the pet. 
and I can't say that there's one out there that's a magic bullet that's going to really do it. Um, for pets, um, some pets, I think some of those products may bring the level of nutrition up, um, but I'm a firm believer in just keeping it simple. Um, things like fatty acids um, are a, a very easy supplement to when we're talking about the hair coat or the skin, and um, those come in liquids or gel caps, and you add that to their diet, and that helps to kind of give healthy hair and skin from the inside out. Um, so, and I know Dynavite and some those products have those types of components, so I can see where you might see some improvement. But um, I can't stand there on the on the wall and say that you know any one product's going to be um, you know the magic cure for the shedding because it just isn't fair. <laughs> right, right. Well, we love her and thank the world over. I was just wondering if there was anything that I could do extra than what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, uh, and unless, you know, some dogs, I've had friends that have actually trained their dogs to the vacuum cleaner, <laughs> and they've actually <laughs> vacuumed their dog. And, uh, you know, for them, that was, you know, killing two birds with one stone. They're going to pull out the vacuum anyway, so... <laughs> Taught their dog how to tolerate. Dr. Debbie, when you walk into the supermarket or rather into your pet store, you see all kinds of pet foods that address different situations. It's sort of funny now because there's a food for really everything. I've definitely seen for shedding animals. Is this the kind of stuff that you just don't know if it works or is it a marketing idea or does it work? Does it have these fatty acids that you're talking about? Well, with fatty acids, they can't put enough in food without it going rancid. So that's one of the first things that I have to say is that there's no food where they're going to be able to put that fatty acid in there and keep it fresh for you. Um, So, you know, I think most of this is a marketing thing. Um, You know, there are some definite improvements in diets that can help those things, but I really have a hard time saying, you know, this is going to help the short-haired dog have better hair coat versus the winter Arctic breed coat. You know, mm-hmm. some of those, I think, are just getting silly. Very good. one 405 to talk to Dr. Debbie. If you're thinking of a change in a career, perhaps pet sitting, it's becoming a big, big career, a lot of money in it. We're going to have NAPS on today. That's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. They're coming on, telling us how we could get a little extra money or a full-time career out of pet sitting. You're hearing about people that are leaving six-figure jobs to do stuff they enjoy, like pet sitting. And they're making six figures, too. We'll we'll actually hear from these people. Yeah, I know. (laughs) What am I doing here? They're having a conference in Long Beach in January. We'll have all the details about that. Obama is promising to get a puppy to his children. He's, it's, I think it's a political promise as well as a promise to his <laughs> his children. What's the latest on that, Bobby? We're still waiting to hear, and, and the latest we've heard, and that was from the First Lady. So I'm going to go with that as, as the best source. Mm-hmm. Michelle Obama has said that they will wait until after the family has made the move into the White House to cause less stress on the dog, which makes so much sense. Okay, so we're waiting until January before they get that dog. Yeah. And of course, I've uh, volunteered uh, Ladybug, the studio chihuahua. As- I don't think so. Mm, okay. I don't think you can give away someone else's dog. <laughs> no, now. I don't think you can do that. I'm point that out. Uh, 1-866-405-8405 to talk to anyone of the Dream Team. What do you have coming up in the news, Bobby? We are going to take a look at a new exhibit that has opened in the museum in Washington, D.C. that takes a playful but very historic look at first dogs. That's coming up in the news. As well as the Ten Commandments of Vet Office visits right after the news. It's all right here on Animal Radio. is Animal Radio Network. 
Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. If you're a pooch that needs a unique gift for that special person in your life, OurDogHouse.com will give your human something to bark about. Find out what all the dogs are howling about. OurDogHouse.com, where distinguished pups do their shopping. Whether you're an Airedale or a Yorkie or any breed in between, you'll find something to put your paws on. Drop by today and sign up for our free informative newsletter for dog owners. www.OurDogHouse.com. Actually celebrating her connection with her pet with Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Debbie on the way to answer your questions. I believe she's getting in place. She's just sat down. What are you drinking over there, Doc? It's my Diet Coke, always by my side. I noticed it's disguised. You always have it in like a, a generic glass over there, so we never know what you're drinking. <laughs> You're going to make people think I'm sitting here boozing it up. <laughs> no, I know you're not. Vladi, of course. Now, Vladi may be a different story. He's uh, He loves the Russian vodka. I don't think he ever comes in. Uh, not even going to go there. Vladi, what do you got coming up today? I'm going to talk about very important things. We always understand you got to be the boss in the relationship with the mm-hmm. pets, but we don't know what it is. So I'm going to share with our listeners six things that the right boss will never do. Okay, and I believe we have Dan. Hello, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. I feel kind of silly with the nature of my the question that I have, but um, my uh, situation is with one of my dogs, Rest. And um, okay, it's not it's silly just, at all. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. One of your dogs is what? Has some um, some rather strong breath. Oh, breath halitosis. Okay. Yeah, yes, that's that's one nice way of saying it, I guess. But um. I have two dogs. They're both rescue dogs, and they're both small Chihuahua mutts, I guess, or mixed dogs. But um, they both eat the same. They both, you know, are indoor dogs. But one's breath, I can't understand why it's so much worse than the other, even though we, we brush his teeth and we give him the little green minty bones and everything. But I just can't seem to get rid of it. Okay. And how old are your dogs? My dogs, one is four and the other one is two. Four and you said two? 
Correct. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm having trouble. I have a, a symphony of dogs behind me here. Oh, no problem, no problem. <laughs> um, and if, if I were to kind of look in your doggy's mouth and lift up their lip, what would I see? Uh, no, his gums and his teeth look perfectly like, you know, normal, white and healthy gums and everything. And, yeah, they both have the same, same look inside their mouths, basically, both white and healthy gums. Okay, because for small dogs, um, certainly the front teeth are some of the first teeth that we do start to see dental problems. But because their mouths are so tiny, it can be a challenge to look in the back. And I'd want to make sure that in the back we don't have any, um, you know, tartar accumulation. Because even if you're seeing just a little bit of yellow to brown or even greenish colors on those teeth, that is enough to create a rich environment. And that's basically a bunch of uh, calcium products and bacteria. And that is one of the most common causes of bad breath in dogs is even low-grade dental disease. So I'd want to make sure we're checking that thoroughly, and so make sure you get a dental exam. Check those, have your gums checked out. If there are even a little bit of red or pink, then gingivitis and periodontal disease may be present, and, and that's always my number one thought when I smell bad breath in a dog. Now, if you're doing a regular home dental care, it's, you know, it sounds like you're kind of up on all of this stuff, so, so maybe we're not leaning the dental way, and we need to look at some other avenues. For some some pets, um, bad breath is also a potential sign of problems digestively. And even though one of your pets may be doing really well with the diet you're currently on, it's always possible that bad breath can be a result of digestive um, unrest. So um, whether it's like an inflammatory bowel disease condition where the pets just don't tolerate the foods well, um, or it just kind of creates a different environment within the stomach, we can sometimes get some pretty foul breath from uh, gastrointestinal problems. So potentially a change in diet might be useful, and even adding in... In, um, something like a probiotic, uh, which is the good bacteria that helps to restore uh, the stomach's balance. Um, but I would definitely you have any recommendations as for one where I would where I would obtain this probiotic. Yeah, um, some um, pet stores do carry probiotics. Um, um, most veterinary offices do carry those, and I most typically for dogs and cats, I use one that's made by the Purina company. It's in a powder form. You add it to their food. You didn't mention what kind of food you fed, but um, like I said. In and even just a switch in a variety of brands. And I definitely keep up your efforts on the home dental care. Um, brushing teeth is a great way to help keep that plaque and bacteria down. There's also some sprays and rinses, and that too might help with um, helping keep that breath fresh and clean. There are a lot of different things that are arsenal. You can give a, give a whirl there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give me a call or email me at docdebbie at animalradio.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And I'm delighted to pop open the newspaper from, uh, what's the date on this? It was yesterday. This is yesterday's paper? Yeah, on the cover page. Saturday of the Daily Pilot, serving the Newport Mesa community since 1907. Front page, Vlade. Wow, very impressive. The world famous Russian dog wizard. To fix a couple of crazy um, little pooches. <laughs> I love it. They did a, a beautiful, beautiful article on exactly. you. Exactly. So interesting pictures. enough. Thank you. I'm just whispering with the pets. It's a, I, mean, I have that gift. I have a unique gift to communicate but with no, the animals. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying whispering now. Now, it used to be wizard. wizard. Now it's no, whisper. No, wizard can whisper too. But oh. as a matter of fact, the owner, the owner of those pets, and it's a newspaper, he said, 
I stopped watching Cesar Milan the minute Vladi came in my home. Well, that's only that's really that's really only polite. When you have a guest over, you should turn off the TV. That just wouldn't be right to have Caesar or really. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're really uh, you're, you're taking off. You're doing very well. And I thank you. No, I have a deep respect to the Caesar Milan. I just uh, you know have my own way of doing this, and it's worked for me. It, it, you know, if it works, I say that's the way to go. And in fact, I'm going to go to the phones. Who do we? I believe we have Judy. I know we've been we moving around. Mara. Mara on the phones. Hi, Mara. How are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from. I'm actually at the Rose Bowl. I'm about to go into the UCLA football game. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. Well, let, let's. But this is more important. Okay. Let's let's take care of your problems. You're on with Vlade. Hi, Mora. Hi. What state? What state it is? I Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. Pasadena, Pasadena. Okay. Yeah. I had I had uh, a, okay. I was recently in the Pasadena newspaper too. I don't know if you saw that, but go ahead. Oh no, I don't get the Pasadena paper, but. I'll look it up on the internet. Okay. So how can I help you? I would be more than happy to. You're like from California now, like, you know, from my native state now, because I'm here. <laughs> um, okay. So about six months ago, um, I was driving along and I saw three puppies who were stray. They didn't have uh, leeches or collars on or anything. And I picked them up and I ended up keeping one of them. Of he's course. a chihuahua and he's about a year and a half. And he will not, no matter what I do, sleep through the night. I've tried, you know, putting him in a crate in a different room for, like, over a month, and I wouldn't respond to him barking or howling or anything, and he just, he would howl all night. I tried letting him sleep out, and he would sleep in my bed or on the ground, and at, like, 2 or 3 every morning, he would jump all over me, and I'd have to let him outside, but he wouldn't even go to the bathroom. He just wanted to run around and bark. Okay. And now I, I have him in a crate in my room, but he still howls, like, all night, and needs to be let out at, like, 5 in the morning. Okay, so how old is the Chihuahua now? I think he's about a year and a half. One a year, okay. Uh, and if you do not, if you do not let him go, he's peeing in the crate. No, he doesn't really needs. He doesn't need to pee. He so just you, wants to get, go out. So your major concern is you wanna you wanna sleep through the night, I guess, and you you want him not barking you, not barking in the crate. That's what that's what you are referring to, yes? Yeah. Okay. Here is what I'm going to do. I suggest you to get uh, the pop can or soda can and put some uh, pennies inside. And I'm going to tell you a little trick. I would like you to get maybe 10, 15 feet, very mm, like a thin rope. And I would like to attach the end of that rope to the can. I would uh -huh. like to put that can next to the crate. Make sure in the beginning have a crate. It's okay to have a crate in your bedroom. Don't put the uh -huh. chihuahua with you in your bed. But put next to your bed. Uh, because okay. you don't want to create a lot of stress in the beginning. So the can, pop can or soda can with the pennies next to the crate, the rope attached to the can goes through the bar, through the bar of the crate. And after that, you are holding it in your hand and you make pretend you go to bed. Okay. Turn off the lights and sleep. Okay. If in the beginning everything fine, fine. Now if through the night, your chihuahua is, oh, oh. Don't say anything. What you need to do, just sharply snap the rope. What is going okay. to happen is going to, this can is going to hit the crate. The chihuahua will be startled, surprised. Boom! From that time, don't say anything. You don't praise nothing. No attention. Continue to sleep. If it's happening again, do it again. I promise you, if you do this procedure three, four times, 
you are going to win and the Chihuahua will not bother you anymore. I do suggest for the first week, you would uh, still get up and let the Chihuahua maybe go outside, but do it at least after 10-15 minutes, she is quiet in the crate. Okay? Okay, so that's going to work. And thank you so much for calling to the Animal Radio. This is the Vladi, world-famous Russian dog wizard uh, from Animal Radio. You can call me right now at 866-405-8405. You can shoot me email at vladi at animalradio.com. My website is socaldogtraining.com. We have a lot of DVDs and a lot of free information right now. Everything is ready for you. If you have any problems with your pets, please give us a call. We do get a lot of calls. People ask, does this guy have a DVD? And I want to stress, yes, and you can get it at that website there. It's an awesome DVD. Thank you so much uh, for this endorsement but because uh, we're receiving a lot of calls from the people. They really tell us it works and I put all my secrets together and it's just the first and only dog training system which is patent pending in America. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The most common pet emergencies veterinarians see are fractures, intestinal blockage, ingestion of household chemicals, lacerations, and soft tissue trauma, all of which can result from accidents at home. Pet-proofing your home is a simple and inexpensive way to keep your furry family members safe and happy. Here are some reminders. Fertilizers should be used carefully and sparingly. Take care with antifreeze, gasoline, oil, insecticides, or cement. There are more than 230 plants and 13 foods identified by the ASPCA as potential hazards to your pet's health. You can learn more at ASPCA.org. Lock up all your medications because things like aspirin and ibuprofen can cause kidney failure and sometimes death in pets. Remove pennies, nicotine products, mothballs, and batteries that might be lying around your house. Bones from pork chops, chicken, and ribs can splinter and cut the inside of your dog's mouth and intestinal tract. Cover exposed electrical cords or outlets to prevent burns and electrocution. Also use baby gates to block off any spaces where your pet's could be in danger of falling. A little preventive thought now will go a long way. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Times are tough for Tokyo's 160,000 restaurants, but one tavern owner, Kayabuki, says business is booming at his place. And he owes it all to his waiters, who are monkeys. Kayabuki said it all started when he handed a pet monkey a hot towel, and the monkey handed it to a customer. Now his two monkeys are happily working as waiters to enthusiastic customers who tip the monkeys with soybeans and peanuts. The monkeys love their work, but by law they're only allowed to work two hours a day, and for health reasons they have to wear clothes. The monkey waiters are attracting customers from all around the globe. One patron was quoted as saying they were better than most human waiters. Another patron said the monkeys were cute, like his kids, but they were better listeners than his kids. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. 
This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.com. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. Are you wondering what to give the pet owner on your list? Looking for that perfect holiday gift? Give them FlexPet for their dog or cat. FlexPet works to help pets keep that spring in their step. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. It's the only one with CM8. And it works for both cats and dogs. FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility. They offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee with no time limit to return the unused portion. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Just ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You won't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN. Very, very quiet. The Chihuahua is sleeping. You know, it's kind of hard to dance to the music when I've got her <laughs> in a sling around my neck. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Ladybug uh, rarely gets to sleep. She's one of those... Do- oh. Uh, there's her, her I head. just mentioned her name. Her head popped out of the sleeve. <laughs> she just popped up. You know, we have a great gig that we can bring our animals to work. Yes. And a lot of people are, uh, especially in this... Uh, climate of so much stress in the work environment are giving up their stock day trading jobs, uh, their hard, laborious jobs for the job of pet sitting, which turns out to be actually a very profitable business, believe it or not. And we talked earlier about the guy who was a day trader and he's now making six figures with his business now, a pet sitting business. Wow. And when you start your own business, especially if it's something that you haven't done before, you want an organization or a network behind you of people that you can contact, uh, others that are doing the same thing, make the learning curve a little bit easier. And that is what NAPS is about. N-A-P-P-S. It's the National Association of uh, Professional Pet Sitters. And we have president of NAPS, Candace LeBane Godfrey. It's Candace. I don't want to say Candace. Candace Labine Godfrey joining us. Hi, Candace. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. And thank you for having me on this today. Did you have a high-pressure job that you left to get into Pet City? Um, I did have a high-pressure job. I was senior VP in charge of marketing and sales um, in the hospitality industry. 
Mm-hmm. And albeit I really enjoyed it and um, had a great time with it, at some point I needed to make a change due to all those pressures. And my husband and I had used pet sitters extensively due to both of our jobs and travel. And from the time we did, I kept looking into it as a place to go. And one day, I had an extremely stressful day at work, and I walked in that night and I said to my husband, I'm going to be a pet sitter. And he said, okay. (laughs) I don't think he he really thought that I was serious at the time. And that was in March of 1997. Mm. And on June 15th of 1997, I went live. Oh, okay. And I have never turned back for a single minute. And has it paid the bills for you? I mean, going from one job, a a for sure job, to to your own business sort of is is a jump. Very definitely. And it depends on how you place yourself. I knew I was going to develop a company. And I knew that it was going to be a big company. So did the first couple of years, um, you work night and day, and you make it happen. And now I'm in an extremely good position and making more than I was in corporate America. Wow. And you're also the sitting president of NAPS. Tell us a little bit about NAPS. The National Association of Professional Pet Sitters is the largest nonprofit pet sitting organization in the United States. And it is as it is a member organization. It the members always have a voice in what we're doing. And NAPS, unlike other organizations, we provide all of our members with all the educational tools that they need to to start up a business, whether that's a contract, whether that's a vet notification form, whether to go market yourself, what types of advertising. Everything that has to do with operations to set up your business as well as we're getting ready to launch a new certification program that will allow the pet sitters to be even more educated and able to service their clients better. Now, when you started this, when you started uh, your own pet city, NAPS wasn't around. You, you had to actually do it the hard way, huh? No, actually, NAPS was around. Was it? It was. Um, but... I got in, because of my corporate background, I was able to move that knowledge forward to my own business and set myself up operationally also with all my own forms. It would have been much easier and less time-consuming to have been able to have gone to an organization, gone to the site, and picked out contracts, picked out vet notification forms. Like, a vet notification form is probably one of the top forms that a pet sitter needs because nationwide pets requ- vets require a signed form to do medical mm, okay. um, procedures or even just to, to check out the animal if you have to take them in. So all of those things would have been a lot easier than me sitting down and making them all up and then going to see an attorney and doing all the things that you do to make sure that all your ducks are in a row. Yes. Now coming up January 16th through 18th, we're going to be broadcasting live from the, the Queen Mary in Long Beach as you guys have your annual conference. That is so exciting. We are looking forward to it. Well, now tell us, what is uh, what is the conference about and who can get in? Well, anybody can get in, um, whether you're considering being a pet sitter or considering getting into the industry, you can sign up and and partake of all the different uh, conferences, seminars that are there. As a regular pet sitter, it would be the same thing that you're a member of NAPS, and then you would be able to just 
uh, do your signing up. There, obviously, there's a difference in price. Now, three days. What goes on during those three days? On Friday, we have what we call an operations day, and it is geared more for probably the new pet sitter because we go through certification, we go through liability and bonding insurances, disaster preparedness, pet sitting 101, pricing theory, image consulting, a cross-section, which will enable the pet sitter to take care of themselves operationally, take care of themselves in public, and to take care of the pets. And these are all things you may not think about when starting your own pet sitting business. They're there, and you you go over these uh, in meticulous detail and uh, have some great speakers. It all happens in Long Beach. You don't have to be a NAPS member, but it helps. It's cheaper if you're a NAPS member, right? Exactly. And how can we learn more? Head over to PetSitters.org? I think that would be a great idea. I have right here a uh, fully downloadable uh, itinerary of the conference if you want to learn a little more. And I believe this is available through the website. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And just as a bit of information, all of our speakers and all the people that are doing seminars are well-known in the industry, Um, like Deborah Farrington, who wrote All God's Creatures, and Robert Nauman, who is one of the top animal attorneys for animals in the United States. And I, I also want to add our friend Arden Moore as well yes. as Kat Albrecht. Yes, uh, yes. Sounds like fun. So if you're thinking yes. of getting into the business, this is a good way to sort of check it out, see what's going on. Of course, you can learn more and download this extensive booklet at PetSitters.org, and we'll link to everything that you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Candon, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank both of you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. We look forward to seeing you very soon. Me too. Take care. Boy, both of you are quite the dancer, dancing together. It's Animal Radio, one 405 Well, what do you expect when you, when you play that? In here for yeah. Us. Yes, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Listen, uh, coming up, we have a giveaway, uh, one of these puppy pens that you've been using to train the your potty dog, train? Ladybug. Yeah. Those yes. things are so cool. It's, Aren't uh, they? Yeah, and you know what? They're They're about $600. Kind of steep price-wise, but uh, we'll have one to give away. It is a little pricey, but it's a high-end item. Hey, it's worth every penny to me. And make a great Christmas gift. If you live live in an apartment or a condo, this is so perfect. Absolutely. Or a chihuahua. You don't even go outside to walk your dog. Well, I mean, I take her outside for walks. Exercise. Yeah, but I don't have to take her outside for potty break. This is my third week trying Flex Pet, which uh, Bobby turned me on to. Uh-huh. I'm actually using the human version, Flexin, and Boog is using uh, the uh, FlexPet version. This is great. It has a chondroitin, a glucosamine, some other ingredients okay. included. What is it? CM8? What is that, Bobby? Yeah, CM8. And, and your knees and hips aren't creaking anymore. No, I isn't that cool? That out in a nice way. <laughs> well, you know, I was wondering what his secret was, the way he's been moving around You're not here. as squeaky as you used to be. No. Well, no, it used to be that every time one of my joints moved, I mean, if I just got up in the morning <laughs> or I got up from a chair, it would make noise. And really, I didn't think anyone could hear it, but apparently Bobby heard it. Uh, she, she could hear my bones creaking. <laughs> no more. I encourage you to check out their website for your pet's sake. If they're one of those middle-aged or senior pets, which can happen about five years old now for a cat or a dog. Yes. I believe their their phone number is actually 1-800-N-PAIN. Is that the number, Bobby? That's it. That's, That's it for FlexPet, 1-800-N-PAIN. And it really works. And it started out as a human drug, and the people that were using it gave it to their pets. Mm. 
So uh, if you see your pet kind of crawling around like he's got achy bones or something like that, yeah, you may want to consider this. Yeah, if he gets up a this. little slow when he gets out of bed in the morning, if he moves, you know. If the kitty's slow. not making it all the way to the top of the armoire, yeah. you know, on the first jump, that's a clue. <laughs> Flexpet.com is their website. Uh, but you can tell it's getting towards the end of the show. Yeah. Getting a little tired here. And, of course, Vladdy's been sharing his vodka. Well, he hasn't really been sharing it. He, when he looks the other direction, yeah. I just take a little swig like that. You drank too much my tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I came back and I see half of the bottle is gone, you know? Now, you're always talking about being the boss of your dog. What does that mean from the dog's perspective? You know, yes, uh, it's a very important to be the boss to our pets, and it's a, sadly enough, uh, most of the people will never get respect out of their pets and never will make them obey them because they don't want to be the boss to their pets. Because, you know, hell, as the humans, we are hate when somebody try to bossing us. Mm-hmm. But the pets, because they're pack animals, they want us to take the lead in the relationship and be the boss. So they would just follow us, follow us as they would follow its own mom. And if you don't believe me, ask the Vladimir Putin's mm. black lab corny. You know, that dog just loves Vladimir Putin, which maybe not too many Americans <laughs> do. But anyway, <laughs> let me tell you a couple of things that right boss will always do. And uh, whatever, okay. whatever it's from human perspective, whatever from um, dog's perspective. So you already I see grab the pencil and pen. Got, yes. got a pen and well, I'm ready, ready to. to write okay. A right boss never say twice. A right boss will never coaxing or negotiating. No negotiating. No negotiating. Okay. No compromising. Mm. Because all compromise, oh. equal compromise can be equal compromise can be just among equals. Mm. Okay, I don't believe we're equals to our pets. No, you know that's that's important. Uh, uh, they're far more superior. <laughs> a real boss never sleep with subordinate in the same bed. I, I know what you don't laugh. There is some exceptions, but okay. after you sleep with subordinate, you're not becoming boss anymore. Yeah, that's that really, true. The relationship changes. Yes, after exactly. That. Exactly. You know. <laughs> now, a real boss always goes first through the doors. Why? Because he's the boss. <laughs> hmm, the leader, okay. Exactly. Uh, a real boss will never allow subordinate to take superior position. For instance, to put the paw on him, you know, on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like sometimes we, we, we do in the Detroit. What's up, buddy? Bam, bam. <laughs> you know, I would not tolerate it, you know. And real boss will never allow subordinate to get away with disobedience. Mm. People, if you will just do 50% of what I said Uh right now, you know, you will be better off and the dog will be better off. That's what I learned in the long run. And your dog will be happier and he will work better if he will not be making decisions of equals. That's important things for the people to understand it. Or you will be the leader, or your dog will be. We join Animal Radio, already in progress. And I love that Truman gave away the puppy he was given. What a turd. Talk about regifting. Ooh, can we do regifting humor? This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Quote, if you want a friend in Washington, get a dog, end quote. That's the quote often incorrectly attributed to President Truman, but it is part of the new First Dogs exhibit opened in Washington, D.C. The museum features a playful but historical look at leaders and their canine companions. Truman, the exhibit points out, was given a Cocker Spaniel puppy as a Christmas present in 1947. 
he promptly gave it to his doctor. But other presidents were quite fond of their furry companions. FDR's Fala had his own press secretary. Uh, the, se- <laughs> the senior what, what, president. What was Fala? Did you say Fala? Fala. Remember Fala, FDR's Scottish Terrier? You know, the, FDR the was just Scotty? a little before my time. That uh, it was a Scotty <sighs> named Fala? Okay. Yeah. Was it wasn't? I'm I'm get, I'm pretty sure that's how my old memory remembers it. <laughs> Had his own press secretary. Hal, do you have a press secretary? I don't have a press secretary. I don't yeah, know any animals that have a press secretary. Okay, are you a published author? Not yet. Sadly, no. Okay, remember <laughs> Senior President Bush's English Spaniel Millie? Yes. Wrote her own book. Wow. But the top dog presidents wise, maybe Warren G. Harding's Laddie Boy, mm. who had his own hand carved wooden chair for cabinet meetings. And when Harding, who was a former, I'm serious, when Harding, the former newspaper man, died in office, newsboys around the country collected pennies and had a copper statue made of that Airedale. Visitors, by the way, who visit the exhibit can vote on their choice of first dog for the Obama family. So if you're in Washington, D.C., stop by the museum. It, It pays to be the first dog, apparently. Doesn't it? Apparently. By the way, there's quite a photo spread coming out in the 2009 Critters for the Cure calendar. It stars 13 dogs, two cats, and one guinea pig named Lily Piglips, along with a group of breast cancer survivors. The proceeds from the calendar go towards cancer patients to provide everything from wigs to transportation and help with vet bills and dog walking. Clancy Cress, who is the president of Critters for the Cure, says the members recognize the therapeutic value of pets. If you want more info, log on to CrittersForTheCure.com. And across the pond in Britain, eight of UK's fattest pets are competing in a 100-day diet and fitness contest in a bid for the fittest pet. Hmm. There are seven dogs and one big fat cat, all more than 30% over their ideal weight, which is why they were picked by the veterinary charity PDSA to compete in the slimming competition. The dog or cat who shows the largest percentage of weight loss while following their new health program will be crowned champion and score their owner a pet-friendly vacation. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every week. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to uh, Dr. Debbie or to Vlade, to Vinny or to Bobby or to me or Judy. <laughs> Joy Turner, animal communicator Joy Turner. Boy, I, the list gets so big they have to keep updating it in the studio. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't know how you remember everybody. And we have Kathleen on the phone. Hi Kathleen, how are you doing? I'm well, how are you? Very well, where are you? I'm in um, Woodland Hills, California. Listening on Coast or XM? Um, actually, Coast. Coast. Okay, you're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi. Oh, hi, a, how are you? I, I'm well. Um, I have approximately a, a three- to four-year-old uh, long-haired shepherd that I rescued. And I noticed when I've been brushing her, she has some black moles on her back that when I brush, it come, they come off. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered if it's something to worry about. They're little, tiny moles like that are smaller than like a... Um, the end of a pencil eraser. Okay. And they're black. And is she is she scratchy or itchy in those areas? Um, well, she I can brush her and she itches everywhere. <laughs> I don't know if it's the the hot weather we're having here or 
I don't I, I don't know. I don't okay. think it has to do with the mole. She just typically, if you scratch her side, does she just like to scratch back and itch? She, she does do that periodically. Okay. All right. So in these little areas, would you say that they, if you scratch them with like your fingertips, um, does it easily come apart, come off that way? They come off and it's white underneath. And do you see any sores below? She's got a lot of hair. She's a long haired. So it's really hard unless I use like a, a forced air dryer. I'm a groomer too. So if I mm-hmm. use forced air dryer, I can see, you know, to the skin. Okay. And, and do any of these have any big size to them or are they all pretty tiny? These are small, but now she's growing one on her head. The reason I ask is there's a couple different things that we can tend to see in some of the shepherd-type background dogs. Mm -hmm. We can see really small little, like almost like blackheads, if you will, and that's more kind of like an infection in the hair follicles, a folliculitis, um, or leaning towards a pyoderma or a skin infection. That is typically, it can happen quite a bit in shepherd uh, shepherd mixes, Um, and that can be managed with, you know, shampoos, occasionally, um, you know, antibiotics. Now, there are some actual skin tumors that we see a lot more in, in shepherds, and if there's more size or more of a nodule to these things, then I might be thinking along those lines. Um, okay. They have a tendency for sweat gland tumors and tumors of the hair follicles, okay. which have a wonderful name called trichoepitheliomas. <laughs> nice big long word there. Those are all relatively good things. Um, some of them are kind of chronic, like, you know, some of these skin conditions with folliculitis. So um, it, it can be, as a groomer, you're in a special advantage because you already have figured out the great benefit of um, therapeutic bathing and how that right. can really help for a lot of patients and a lot of pets. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I would probably want to do is to get a sample of that gunk and look okay. at that under a microscope. Okay. And just to see and, and to make sure, because there are some shepherds that we can run into problems with yeast infections and some other uh, types of infections concurrently. But um, I make sure your veterinarian gets a good look at it. Um, okay. You know, look under the microscope. If you like to look at cool things, you know, ask them to take a peek. Okay. Um, and, and then we can get on maybe some long-term um, bathing regimens or, or maybe a medication if that's the case. Okay, terrific. Thank you very much. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks, uh, thanks for the call here, Kathleen. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The Ten Commandments of Veterinary Office Visits. Your veterinarian wants you to know this stuff. And we have our friend, our young old friend, Dr. Nancy Kay joining us again. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Not sure how I should take that. How young, old? Which is it? Well, you're you're an old friend, but you're young in uh, in heart at heart at heart. Well, probably in heart and chronologically too. Well, middle age probably covers it. it re- you know, really isn't mute. I look at you as a, a wealth of wisdom. Thank you. And that's why I got you on the phone today. The Ten Commandments of Veterinary Office Visits. I'm ready to count them down. I have my pen and paper. Let's go. Great. So the very first one is, Thou shalt push thy veterinarian off her pedestal. What is this pedestal? The pedestal, quite truthfully, is typically a figment of the client's imagination. Kind of like when you meet your own medical doctor or perhaps a famous politician or an athlete. Uh-huh. You revere them, you hold them in awe. And, and if you do that, it's very hard to have an open, honest discussion about what's really in your dog's best interest. So what I'm telling clients to do is mentally push that veterinarian off her pedestal. 
uh, veterinarians are very down-to-earth people. Treat her that way so that you can have an open discussion about what's really in your dog's best interest. Treat her like a friend. They, we call it sometimes the white coat intimidation factor. Yes. And, in fact, I've abandoned wearing a white coat. It doesn't work well for me. I don't think dogs like the white coat <laughs> uh, much. And, and it, it creates an air of authority that I, I don't feel comfortable having. I like a more personable discussion with my client. And now you should only do this mentally. You shouldn't do this verbally, <laughs> right? Or physically. Yes, or physically. Exactly. <laughs> and number two. Thou shalt be present. And what do I mean by that? I mean that it's always beneficial to actually attend the office visit. Some people get in the habit of simply dropping their dog off and then going to work or having their boyfriend or their mother-in-law take the dog to the veterinarian instead of them. And and I encourage people to actually be there. In fact, I think all the decision-makers should be present. You want a chance to see the x-ray, see the abnormality on the x-rays, learn how to administer medication. It's a good thing to see how your dog interacts with, with your veterinarian. And what dog wouldn't really absolutely positively want his favorite person to be by his side when he's mm. at the doctor's office? Of course. And lastly, I really like it when cell phones aren't ringing during the course mm. of an examination. Okay, thou shall be present in, in mind. Be there in mind. Be Body focused and, 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 yes, and turn that cell phone off. Okay, number three. Thou shalt let the staff know if thy dog is aggressive. Mm. Uh-oh. You know, there's a lot of dogs that act uh, will behave aggressively in a veterinary hospital, and who can who can blame them? Uh, the dog might be scared. The the dog might be experiencing pain. Perhaps there was a prior bad experience. In that situation where you're in an enclosed little exam room, sometimes the dog feels the need to be protective of the human at the other end of the leash. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is I think many people are embarrassed by their dog's aggressive tendencies. And I say, no, just ante up that information. Be be very forthcoming with it. Okay, thou shalt let the staff know if thy dog is aggressive. Number four. Number four, we are up to thou shalt provide information. Telling me that I give my dog a little pink pill twice a day doesn't help me. There's <laughs> lots of little pink pills. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bring along names, bring along specifics if you're going to a veterinarian for the first time, make sure to have the written history, uh, vaccination history, prior medical problems, laboratory test results, x-rays. And, of course, don't lie about the fact that you don't give them treats. Those uh... that's, that's commandment number five, which is thou shalt confess everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> if your dog really has trained you to feed him nothing but table food, if you've been sharing your own prescription medications with your dog, uh, if he just ate a plate of marijuana-laden brownies, this is the time to confess everything because we're going to be better able to help your dog. Keep your stash away from your dog if you can, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Ten Commandments of Veterinary Office Visits with Dr. Nancy Kay. When we return, the other five don't go anywhere. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. 
The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. It's Animal Radio, one 405 Dr. Nancy Kay, whenever she gets on, the phones ring off the hook. I'll tell you that right now. The book called Speaking for Spot, a great book. If you're looking to select a vet, want to know a little more about that communication between you and your vet, this is a great great book to check out, Speaking for Spot. Uh, we have the Ten Commandments of Veterinary Office Visits. Now, we've gone one through five so far. Thou shalt push thy veterinarian off her pedestal. Thou shalt be present. Uh, at the office visits. Thou shalt let the staff know if thy dog is aggressive. Thou shalt provide information. And thou shalt confess everything, including the fact that your dog may have eaten your marijuana brownies. You ready for number six? Yes. Thou shalt pause for confusion. What I mean by that, this is we veterinarians are so used to using a whole different language filled with medical terminology that we sometimes lapse into medical speak. And a layperson would have no clue what we're talking about. So if you hear a word or an expression that you don't understand, go ahead and, and ask your veterinarian for a better explanation. If you're having trouble comprehending what they're saying, sometimes ask to see a picture or, or look at the x-ray so you can get a clearer idea in your mind about what's going on with your dog. This is number six now? Number no, this is number seven. seven. I'm number sorry. Number seven. Thou shalt share thy concerns. You know, Hal and Judy, most veterinarians do what they do because they appreciate how much dogs mean to their humans. So who better to be able to empathize with what you're going through? So if you're feeling scared, if you're feeling angry, if you're having financial concerns, you're wondering how in the world you're going to pay your bill, share those concerns with your veterinarian because there's a lot of factors that weigh into what you're going to ultimately decide to do with your dog. And what I usually tell people is that we base it upon what's emotionally and what's financially feasible. That enters into the decision-making. Good. Okay, thou shalt share thy concerns. And number eight? Thou shalt ask questions. What you want to do, what Speaking for Spot is all about, is how to be an effective medical advocate for your dog. That means you need to be educated, and the way to be educated is to ask lots of questions of your veterinarian. I'm always concerned when I talk about something that's rather complex and my client has no questions. 
questions are the mainstay of, of becoming educated to make good choices for your dog. Mm, thou shalt ask questions. I love number nine. Number nine is thou shalt treat the entire staff well. Occasionally, <laughs> I'll have a client who is so sweet to me. And then I come out of the exam room, and my receptionist tells me that the client was rude and awful to her. Or the nurse will tell me that the client was belligerent or disrespectful. And so uh, I want you to know that veterinarians, you can be as sweet as you want to them, but if you're not treating the entire staff well, they will know about that. Um, and I I will actually go ahead and divorce clients who are not treating my staff well. Okay, so thou shalt treat the entire staff well. That's the same policy here, by the way, at Animal Radio when you call in at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 Thou shalt always come away with a plan. What I mean by that is anytime you speak with your veterinarian or you leave the veterinary hospital, always know in your own mind what the next step is going to be. When do I next call you? When do I next report in? When do I next bring my dog in to see you? All this wonderful information in Speaking for Spot, and you can go to the website at speakingforspot.com. Of course, we'll link to everything you've heard today at animalradio.com. And if you if you wish, you can pick this up in the September-October issue of Bark Magazine if they have it archived at your library or have uh, leftover issues at your store. The Ten Commandments of Veterinary Office visits Dr. Nancy K. Thanks so much for coming back. Always a pleasure, Hal and Judy, anytime. More Animal Radio. On the way. Hi, this is Rue McClanahan on Animal Radio. Stay and neuter your pets. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at flexpet.com. Vinny Penn back at you on Animal Radio. This one passed on uh, to me from humble Hal Abrams, uh, your man with the plan at Animal Radio. Uh, he seems to have a problem with guys who go on and on when it comes to neutering their dogs. And I'll tell you, it's really no different. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's really no different than those guys who have a little boy. They have a son, and, and they're talking about uh, circumcision or just anything in general. Men just are, are very, very territorial when it comes to their offspring or their pets' privates. They feel it, it gives them pause, and uh, uh, that's P-A-U-S-E rather than P-A-W-S, which you probably hear a lot here on Animal Radio, to, do, to become stand-up comedians. My dog, he's not the same anymore. His bark's going to go from roof to roof. And they, they think all of a sudden they're, they're destined for Carolines down in New York City. Uh, or that the dog is not going to be the same. Yeah, within the first couple of days, he's not going to be the same. And yeah, he may have a look in his eyes like, dude, thanks a lot. Uh, but basically, uh, everything your vet says about the neutering situation is true. One, we do need a bit of population control when it comes to uh, pets. There is an overabundance of dogs and cats. The outcome is not something any pet lover, any animal lover wants to see. So it is a wise thing to do. And it does. Uh, there's nothing worse than that overheated animal who is calling your barca lounger his girlfriend. So all of these things... Uh, all of the benefits of neutering are intact. But the guy who says, you've got to bring him to his wife. You must drop him off. I can't do it. Why? 
Is there a horse race that day? Uh, is there a Sopranos marathon on A&E? Give the real answer. Don't say it has anything to do with your heart is breaking. How can a man do this to his dog? And all of these routines guarantee it's like your father coming over to your house after you've had a vasectomy and he's like, what did you do? You're just laying there looking at it the same way your dog's going to be looking at you like, could you just kind of get out of here? I'm stitched up a little bit tender and your little comedy routine here is really kind of annoying me. Uh, you're really a pain in the ass right now, and uh, that's not an area I need a pain in because I've got one kind of not far from there. I know I had one of my dogs uh, neutered at one point. It was the best thing we did because uh, he was really uncomfortable. He was unsightly, to say the least. And I did. I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to be as candid as I can be when it comes to these party animal segments. I did the little routine when I dropped him off. Uh, he, he was scheduled for a few hours later. And I said, let my man have some fun in the other room with some of the girl dogs before you go in there. And, of course, they're like, you want him to knock up? three or four of our female pets right now before he has the incision that's really not protocol. And you're just standing there thinking, I was just doing some stand-up. I don't know why. There's a gravitational pull of some sort for me to do a bad routine out here in the lobby. But nonetheless, there is something like that that goes on. Spaying, neutering, we all know how important it is. But even more important, Ixnay, the stand-up comedy, boys. I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, you lucky devil, 1-866-405-8405. We're celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. Thanks for joining us. If you're new, check us out at AnimalRadio.com. Call us. If you have a question, especially, here's how it breaks down. We have Vinny Penn. He's kind of the smart aleck around here. Uh, then we have uh, Dr. Debbie. She's answering your questions, and today she has a little help. We'll find out about that in just a second. Uh, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, getting in place to answer uh, your dog behavior questions. Joy Turner, animal communicator. It's a whole dream team here for you to celebrate our pets. I see you have a little help today, and this is Ashley? It's Ashley, yeah. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Now, are you you're helping Aunt Debbie out today? What do you do? Does she yeah. let, does she let you do any procedures there, or you just get to watch? Um, I usually get to watch. And and do you want to be a vet when you grow up? Yeah. How much school is that? Usually about six to eight years of you know further studies after uh, high school and college and all that. So so yeah. And I've been working on Ashley. She was working on her. Uh, homework this weekend uh, so it's not all fun you know we, we make her do her studies as well now i understand oh we're going to go to line two okay we were going on over to line two and i believe we ha is it bob we have on the phone yes it is hey bob how are you doing pretty good you're on with dr debbie hey dog how you doing well hi i'm great how are you today oh pretty good i got a question for you i got a uh, akc golden retriever when he was born he's got a knot in the back of his head I guess they're born with it, but is, is that normal? Well, kind of depends. Now, is the knot, if you're looking at his head, is it at the very center of his skull, or is it more like a little bit to the back? Oh, it's in, toward the back, back center. There is a natural knob, a little protuberance, off yeah. of the back of the dog's head. In some breeds, it'll be a little bit more prominent than others. It's actually got a wonderful name. It's called the occipital protuberance. 
It's a uh, great word. <laughs> wow. But basically, it's the part of the bone, the occipital bone in the back, that is a little bit kind of stuck out. And we see it a little bit more prominent in dogs like uh, retrievers, um, in pointers sometimes. I've even had some Weimaraners where it's a little bit more, it just kind of sticks out there. Um, and, and it is a natural, just kind of a, a little bump they get. On occasion, I have seen some young dogs, particularly, where they'll actually get a type of almost like a blister on their head. Um, and it is a result, it's more of what we call a seroma. And that's more a result of a dog, you know, maybe bopping their head on the table and just kind of getting goofy. And that can stick around for quite a while. Um, but that is more, um, it turns starts off small and it starts off soft. And then it, with time, it regresses and goes away. I think what you're describing sounds more like just that natural little kind of smart bump on the back of the head. Okay, well, one other question is, what can I, where, where do you get that book you guys were talking about earlier about uh, that, that uh, vet wrote? Oh, speaking for Spot, Dr. Nancy Kay, and you can yeah. head on over to any bookstore, Borders, Barnes & Noble. It's a good uh, book to help you pick a vet. If you can't have Dr. Debbie as your vet, that's a, you know, that's, that'll help you pick. That's the one that has the thing about uh, vet insurance and all that stuff. All of that, all of that yeah. information. It's a good book. Check it out. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for calling today, Bob. All right. Thank you very much. one 405 This is Animal Radio Network.